Okay. Seriously. Pooshnickens. Episode 34. Has become a mystery to me. <laughs> because I'll go on to our downloads page. And I, I ever since I put our stuff on Stitcher, downloads shot up. I'm proud. I'm like, yeah, look at all these downloads we're getting. But Fooshnickens went from having like 7 to 85 downloads in the span of a month. And I was like, there's got to be something. I don't know what it is. And so I was like, well, maybe it's Stitcher. So I went on to Stitcher Radio and I went to a load of BS's page and tried to scroll down and be like, well, maybe they're showing Fooshnickens first. Maybe Fooshnickens is something else. I don't know. Fooshnickens isn't even in the fucking feed on Stitcher. <laughs> it goes from episode 33 to episode 35. And yet, Fooshnickens is our most downloaded episode. What? <laughs> I don't understand. Jeez, I don't. <laughs> I just love. I don't even remember what happened in Fooshnickens. Um, I believe we listened, or we personally listened to Shaq rap, and we were into that. That's all I remember. Because I remember Fooshnickens was one of his guest stars, and it made us giggle. I think you might have been. <laughs> now I remember! I think you. Oh, I I think you may have been um, roughly seven sheets to the wind. You were beyond three. I remember Fooshnickens. <laughs> oh my god, how did I forget Fooshnickens? It's like an emotional ending to a movie. I remember you, Fooshnickens. <laughs> <laughs> there that's the that's the s scotty moore he probably he hasn't talked probably because i'm assuming that rick flair who is recovering from major surgery just kind of busted in <laughs> yeah in a... hey guys that's that's me i'm scotty moore I, I i do i do this podcast i do big man shut your mouth all these people care about is the fact that whoa that ain't your boy is back in action Rick, you need to go back to the hospital. Big man, let me tell you something. I've been in that hospital for 
24 days enough time for me to listen to episode 34 Fush <laughs> a load of BS Fush Dickens over and over again <laughs> wait so Rick it's been you the whole time it's you. you've been the one you've been the one who's actually been doing listening to Fushikin so many times. That's right, Big Man! My favorite episode! Woo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, so glad to have you back, Rick. God bless. God, the minute I heard the news that Rick was in the hospital, I was like, please. No, I can't retire him yet. I need him. I need oh. him! And big man, I need you too. Don't worry. Woo! Rick's shadow looms large over the BS. And without him, we would be without a part of ourselves. Our first, literally, the first BS t-shirt design was a shirt of Ric Flair. We, Ric Flair is a cornerstone of this podcast. Woo! I mean, if he wasn't... If he didn't play the part of just such a great heel in that first arc of the BS, we wouldn't be <laughs> where we are now. I love that you're treating it like we're serial. Because <laughs> I remember the first arc, season one of the BS, where they fought Ric Flair. <laughs> and then the oh. following season, which we're still in, where they're just kind of trying to figure out what's happening. <laughs> Whoa! We're, we're just too... Two down on our luck pitch artists pitch just up. trying to work pitch through boys. life. We're here to smack your pitch up. <clears throat> uh, uh do is that is that what the segment's gonna be called when we pitch stuff from now on? Smack my pitch up. Smack my pitch up. Um. Well, I mean, we've already got our shirt for September, but our October shirt may be smack <laughs> my pitch up. Because <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I I I love <laughs> that moment when me and you stumbled upon that and we're like. Hey, we could just pitch movies every single week and it'd be entertaining instead of trying to come up with a brand new thing to do every single damn week. Yep. Then again, that's part of like So the original reason that we started this podcast was because people were people told us it's like, yeah, we just like listening to you guys go on about shit. And a lot of the shit that we would go on about is which when we made shit up and tried to make a like a movie or a TV well, show my or personal whatever. favorite moments. My favorite moments were when people would look at us and be like, we have no idea what you're talking about. We love it. It's fantastic. No idea what you're saying. And at which point, I would usually look at them and be like, whoa, big man, you don't have to understand. Just ride on the train with us. Whoa. I think this is a while before before the birth of Flair, before the uh, the creation. Flair was on par with Captain Tibbs of impressions that I, me and you personally loved. Other people fucking hated. Like me and you Fuck, would drive I... around. You would be shotgun. My girlfriend would be in the back seat, which does show the kind of relationship me and you have as friends. <laughs> and I would just look and be like, woo. Let's do an interview, big man. Let the old nature boy talk for a while. And then you would, we'd go on. And then from the back seat, you'd just hear, Ugh. Look, 
Look. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about particular significant others of yours. But the one that always went, ugh, was probably the one that, you know, was probably glad the worst. It's okay. I understand. Uh, so, Blake Tanner, how have you been, good sir? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm starting to think about all your exes now that we've hung out with. Are you giving me a batting average in my head, in your head of like, that one wasn't good, this one was good, that one wasn't, Scotty's batting yep. a good 439 right now? Well, I think about, I think about, let's say like the last three that you had in college, and I think, well, the first one was really good, she was sweet, then that other one, then the second one, well, she's engaged to my other best friend now, <laughs> and she's pretty awesome. She is! And she, you know what? She's awesome. She was not awesome for me, but knowing the best friend you're talking about that she is engaged to, the minute those two hook up, I was like, that makes sense. Those two yes. Those two And then the third one ruined, <laughs> well, then the third one ruined all of our lives. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, that's technically the second one. You know what? No, we're, oh. not, we're not turning this into BS kiss and tell. BS <laughs> kiss and tell. Quit giving me the batting average. Can we save that for February? Because I'm writing a note down. Save it for February. <laughs> That's going to be February. We're going to have a, the BS Kiss and Tell shirt. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be huge. All right. Let's talk about our week. <laughs> because I've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. All right. So, Scotty, I found out recently that the, uh, the show that I'm doing uh, right. for the theater, the theater show. Yes. The show for the theater. You're a good, you're an actor um, boy. Yes. There's a scene where I'm going to be shirtless oh, um, oh, and no. like opposite of my pretty, uh, you know, of a pretty attractive uh, actress. Right. And I, I looked at myself in the mirror the other day and I was just like, you know what? I wouldn't look at that just, naked. We're gonna, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look at that naked right now, so... What we're going to do is we're going to get back to the gym, just like the old days. We're going to just work it hard. Yeah. I'm just going to have these intense times because, you know what? I can go back to the good gym now. Oh, the uh, UAB Rec Center, which I believe was voted, like, in the top ten of, like, university recs in the world. Yeah, it's it's gone down a little bit now because people have been getting some good rec centers, but it's still an amazing place. I would, oh, I, 100%. Yeah, I get. I, I'm going to get a membership for it as soon as my student membership runs out. How much is a membership for that place? It's like if you're an alumni, forty bucks a month. How much is it at Lifetime Fitness? Uh, like sixty maybe. Ah, uh, no. I'm sorry. This is uh, me and Blake inside joke. Me and him love Lifetime Fitness with a burning hot passion. In fact, Lifetime Fitness, if you want spawns, if you want spawns, we'll talk about you all day. We love Lifetime your shit. It's basically Baby Club Med. It is. Baby Club Med. And the UAB Rec is Baby Baby Club Med. Yep, but it's the one that we can go. I can go to for free because I'm a student and I pay a lot of money. So basically, right. I went back. I got... Um, a badass workout routine. It's not a lot of workouts. It takes about an hour, but it's hella intense. Okay, I'm listening. Um, and I started that on Monday. Okay. Point of reference, 
Tuesday night, I got home late from rehearsal. It was probably about 10 o'clock. Right. I got a, I got a little personal pan pizza out of the fridge that I'd saved from earlier. Okay. And I sat down onto my deep couch. Um, <laughs> my, I, sat, I sat down then, on the deep dish pizza with my personal yep, pizza. No, I just sat down on the couch. It kind of started hugging me because you, you kind of sit sink down into that couch. Oh, that's one of those good couches. And I, it's a good couch. I ate my pizza, and then my brain said, okay, it's time to get up. And my body said no. <laughs> oh, to I've, that had point, that, I've had that recently, like, really bad. Because with you, you were just like, <laughs> I went straight in the gym, started lifting. With me, I was like, I'm going to take it easy. We're going to do some yoga. Get your body back to where it likes moving. Nope. And then now, I, was... I, do, I do do a good warm-up routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It, and I was like, I'll, I'll spend about two weeks doing that, and then I'm going to add in, like, some home workouts, and then after that, I'm going to finally get back in the gym. The first time I had to do ten squats in a row, it felt like my oh. muscle was pulling off of the bone like the juiciest chicken wing. I was a juicy oh. chicken wing boy. And I was like, and my favorite was it was one of those you have to do everything in unison. And they're like, and mm -hmm. then after that, try to repeat that. And if it feels good after that, repeat it. And I was like, like I ain't repeating It didn't feel shit. good after the first time. One and done, my friend. Mm -hmm. One and done. Oh, I got that same. I was doing straight leg deadlifts, which it doesn't matter if you know what a straight leg de deadlift is. It works your hamstring, and my hamstring fell off. I just heard something like plop to the floor, and I was like, <laughs> oh. There's my hamstring. Those were my favorite. Straight leg deadlifts were my favorite. Because I was like, oh, this is just a nice stretch that also... Ow! Yep. My, I got a pretty bad cramp on the last set doing the uh, in my hamstring yeah, yeah, for those straight leg deadlifts, but they good. So, I'm sitting in this, I'm sitting in this deep couch position, right? Yeah. And I've got my phone with me. And it's pretty late at night. All the lights are off. So I just decide, you know, I'll just sit here for a few minutes. I'll get my strength back, and um, then I'll be able to get up, and I'll go to bed. Fast forward to 4 a.m. No. <laughs> Please tell me you at least slept and weren't sat, like. Oh, yeah, no. I don't know when it happened, but at some point, my body just kind of limped over, and I was just deep couch laying at that point. I thought, I thought you you were like posed like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining, like it's <laughs> just like I can't move, Body. but it won't move. Actually, I think it was like it was probably later than that. It was like five thirty because my dad had woken up and he leaves for work early because he he works out, and um he he woke me up. He's like, "Have you been sleeping here all night?" Yeah, Dad. Oh, I guess I have. Are you still in your clothes from yesterday? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Judge me, Father. Well, I dare you. I'm gonna go take a shower. Um, you have a good day. You have a good one, boy. <laughs> All right, Dad. Yep. And and that was um, that was that was that was actually Tuesday night. That was this morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are recording this on a Wednesday because I'm going to Dragon Con this weekend, and it's gonna get fucking insane. 
Mostly because I'm going with very little money, so I'm about to find out how good my friends are. <laughs> and just be like, hey man, I don't drink anymore. Really? Why? Because I don't have much money. Well, I'll buy your drink. Sure you will. Awesome. <laughs> I drink exclusively high-level scotch. If you could get me that, it would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, here uh, here's a jello shot. Some grain Shut alcohol. Up. Yep. I hope you like aristocrats. <laughs> oh, no. The other day I went to... I was at a party with a bunch of friends. And um, a, a good friend from a long time ago, my buddy Joey, was apparently at this person's house three years ago and brought over a big bottle of whiskey because he had never been there before and you know joey is a classy irishman was just like i'll bring this to you here you go enjoy this whiskey and left it there and no one had touched it for three years this man destroyed it in one night oh shit like i i texted uh i texted a friend i was like hey can you bring me diet dr pepper because i'm not drinking this shit straight they brought diet dr pepper i uh think i had approximately six diet dr peppers all of them mixed with roughly three ounces of whiskey i finished a full bottle of whiskey in one night i should be dead like tanner but uh. my favorite moment of the whole night was uh, there's another person in our group who likes drinking hard liquor as opposed to drinking beer, and so she comes up to me and it's just like, hey Scotty, you want to you, you you drink just like hard liquor, right? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, would you like some vodka? And hands out a bottle of aristocrat. <laughs> I look at it, look at her, and go, no bitch, I got whiskey. I'm good. Have I told you my first memory of actually drinking? Like, um, this is. Oh, just drinking? Yeah, well, the first time that we'd ever gotten anybody to buy us alcohol, because at the point, we were still a little bit underage. Don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> but our Like, friend... we've all drank underage. It's okay. We're all grown-ups here. We've done cocaine. It's oh. fine. Wait, what? You but, have... um, I mean, never what? mind. I gro I'm growing a coca plant out back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... I had $20, and I gave him a $20 bill. At this point in time, I had no idea that liquor was expensive. Oh, um, yeah, no. So I just like, yeah, go get me whatever whiskey you can get. And he comes back with, I shit you not, a $15 bottle of whiskey. It was like, it was like, it was like drinking cigarette ash. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I found my cheap, shitty whiskey, and uh, let me tell you something, it comes from north of the border. Of course it does. That's where and, the uh, shittiest whiskey's made. That was... the shitty whiskey, but you know what? You can buy it in a plastic gallon jug, boyo. <laughs> I think that was my favorite. It's cut out of the official BS Adventures in Epcot video, which you can check out on the official BS Network YouTube page. But there was a very lengthy discussion between me and you about if Canada went... Like, because Canada... The, the laws for making whiskey in Canada are not strict. Like, you can add coloring. It, like, it's a very weird process, which... 
I would argue leads to a lessened quality product. Nine drinks in Blake Tanner seem to disagree with me. Um, no drinks in Blake Tanner still says you're full <laughs> of bullshit. Fuck you, it's Canada You just said it's bad. Uh, I'm saying the brand of Canada whiskey that I buy is bad. <laughs> what? I mean, this is, <laughs> this Are is you like... Just casually defending Canada because Canada? You're like, the Canada whiskey I've had is bad. <laughs> But that doesn't I mean, mean all Canada whiskey is This bad. is irregardless of the fact that Canada is just the greatest country on God's green earth. Um, Yeah, which is <laughs> why um, we, we drink to our heritage. You're just like, I'll drink American mm-hmm. bourbon or some Can- Canadian whiskey. And I'm just like, yep. if it comes from the aisles, I'll fucking drink it down with a straw. I don't I mean, care. You know, that, you know that Crown Royal is a Canadian whiskey. Is it? No yeah, I don't like Crown Royal. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> I did. No, I mean, I went to I went to a Nickelback concert and had four shots of Crown Royal because that's <laughs> the kind of man I am. But as I took a sip, I was like, oh, I really need something to mix this with. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Crown Royal. I'm not. I need some. <laughs> I'm richness. not a fan of this bullshit. <laughs> but you know, to each their own. <laughs> You're like see what are some others i no, i haven't had many of these oh of Can- um, rich and rare yeah oh. wiser is very old speaking of fucking irish whiskey though oh do we <laughs> <laughs> look here motherfucker when i said i won one saturday night i didn't mean i won against floyd mayweather He's a fucking professional boxer and I'm an MMA fighter. What the fuck did you expect would happen? I meant I won by announcing that there is a new notorious Irish whiskey coming out. Hailed by Conor McGregor and fucking sell. And uh, let me put it this way. The minute notorious whiskey comes near me, I'm going to buy it. I'm sure it's not the highest quality product, but I'm going to buy it. Uh, you know what? I think that he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He truly can. Um, my mm-hmm. personal favorite moment of the press conference afterwards was when Connor had the whisk. He was already like three sheets to the wind. He's like, I just made ten million fucking dollars. <laughs> Whiskey's amazing, isn't it? Have you ever had whiskey? I love whiskey. And he just starts oh. chugging. I'm like, that's a man, right there. Whiskey. He really does yeah. wonders for, for the swelling in my face. Ah, it doesn't matter. Like, God, that fight was amazing. Because afterward, like, afterwards, they became instant bros. Which is really weird. I mean, okay, look. I... Are you about to break kayfabe? <laughs> no. That's a break to kayfabe that me and Wayweather came up with for so many months. No, I'm just Mayweather. saying. I'm just saying. I don't respect the decision to show Floyd Mayweather respect. Ah, well, I don't <laughs> think. I do not think that it was a you as a man versus me as a man. It was you as a fighter or a fucking warrior in this boxing ring. Uh, one of the most badass lines was, uh, "If you're gonna let me, shouldn't have stopped the fight. Should have let." Let him take me down to the ground like a warrior. And I was like, Jesus, McGregor came out of this looking like a warrior. Whereas Mayweather did come out of it just kind of 
retiring like a champ. Although, yep. one could argue, going to 50-0 and 0 against a man who has never had a professional boxing fight. boxing. Uh, a man who, up until the sixth round, was scored more punches than you. Yeah, well, here's the thing. During that fight, I can't believe this really, we should have done this on Fight Boys, but, um, but during yeah. that fight, Mayweather was like a, uh, Mayweather was like a sniper in that he did not punch a lot, but he was very accurate in his punches. Whereas McGregor was a fucking SMG. He was just like, I'm gonna do it again. Here's all. Oh. Um, I I find it amazing that they were so close in points up until the the um the TKO. Yeah, well, I mean, he just Connor just got tired, and you could tell he got tired, and it got. He got scary. He's like, you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Fuck it. Punch I'm me. I'm finished. Just fuck. I just want my whiskey. Come, just just do it. I just want to debut the whiskey at this point. Jesus Christ! Come on. Thought, yeah. And speaking of debuts, Blake Tanner. There is a new shirt that recently debuted over at a load of purebs.com in the merchandise section. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Go over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and you can pick up the brand new Rick and Morty shirt. Uh, no. Rock and, Mer- Rock and Merty. It's totally not Rick and Morty Cartoon Network. It's fu- Actually, you know, I am going to Atlanta where Adult Swim headquarters is located. I kind of yeah. want to just wear the shirt and take a picture in front of it. Like, hey, guys. Um, but, yeah, we have a cool shirt. It's, uh, it's a nice design. It's actually replicating a real Halloween costume me and Blake did a couple years ago as uh, Rick and Morty. So we got good old Blake boy dressed as Rick or as Morty. I'm dressed as Rick. Or, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you want some of our other merchandise, it is available over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We've got merchandise for the Fight Boys podcast, for the Queasel Corp podcast, for the BS Network YouTube page. We've got shirts for it all. And, of course, we do have shirts for these good BS boys right here. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have the uh, Rick and Morty shirt, like I said. We got the shirt with our logo on it. We've got canvases with our faces on it that look awesome. I actually have it up in my room right now. Uh, and if you want any of that, then all you have to do is go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com. I don't know why I just turned into a schmuckers ad. <laughs> like, now, let me tell you something. If you don't go to a load of purebs.com, you're going to be missing out. <laughs> Take it from me. Your friend. Brett Missington. Brett Missington. Your friend I missed here. out. Over at a load of purebs.com. Merchandise. Hey, can I get paid now? <laughs> um. So, Blake Tanner. I, 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 I've, I've heard this weird sound recently. It, it usually comes out this time of year, especially in the South, yeah. especially in Alabama. It sounds something like, I guess the best way to describe it is like a... <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's kind of like a roll. I didn't hear it much in Florida, but up here you just hear this loud roll. <laughs> oh, no. Roll, Chad, motherfuckers. 
Oh. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's, it's football season, Blake Tanner. Are you ready for some football? Not. I just don't like football. I'm sorry. I don't like I don't like any sport until I have a team to cheer for in that sport, at which point I'm like, fuck yeah, Rotad, motherfucker. Other than the fact that, like, it's the only way that I can bond with my fellow Al people that live in Alabama with me. Yeah. My fellow Alabamians, if you will. I mean, I, I have the same experience with WWE fans. Um... <laughs> Because it does not matter. If they're wearing a Roman Reigns shirt, I'll still be like, Yeah, dude, what's up? Yeah, man. Hey, freaking dude. Nice shirt. I did once tell a person in a Roman Reigns shirt to leave my store. <laughs> when I was working in Florida, someone walked in and I went, Ma'am, I'm sorry, but we do not serve your kind. Please leave. <laughs> Why would you say that? Oh, we I don't, don't know because Roman... Kind. Reigns sucks a <laughs> You're getting away from the podcast. You're doing the other one that we do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We went We went to Fight Boys. You're right. We need to go oh. back to what we talk about weekly on this podcast. Like and that's SEC football, baby. It's Roll Tide <laughs> roll time. Tide. I tell you, Roll Tide. Let me tell I don't know how many times. I have instantly, like, gotten closer to a person being miles and miles away from this state and by someone just saying, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Oh, yeah. Like, if you hear <laughs> one person say, Roll Tide, in a group, you say, Roll Tide. Roll well, tide. I mean, it's it's that thing of, like, it's like when you meet somebody from your town when you're not in the town. Like, <laughs> I remember being at Epcot and seeing somebody with, like, a yellow, an Oxford yellow jacket shirt on. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm from there. Awesome, I'm from there. And But out with Alabama, it makes it easier. Because the Alabama shirt, you don't have to be like, I'm from Alabama as well, sir. How are you? It's all summed up in two simple just... words, Blake Tanner. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. We, I we just I've, use... I think at least ten times in my life I have been in a queue at Disney World, looked saw a Alabama logo on his shirt and just went, roll tide, roll tide, and then the queue continues, and then they pass me again, and I'm like, roll tide again, good sir, roll tide. Roll tide, good sir, roll tide again. Roll, roll tide again. once more, sir. I remember. Roll tide, there roll was a, tide. There's a period in time that we used roll tide as like an affirmation at college. Oh, you like... mean the entire state of Alabama at all times? Sorry, you just kind of phrased that a little bit weird, Blake Tanner. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> I guess you're right. It really is my favorite Alabamaism there is. Because even people from Al oh, outside of Alabama, at least if they're somewhat in the know, get it. And it instantly makes them kind of regret having you as a friend. <laughs> but I will Roll Tide all day. Uh, Roll Tide. Oh, fuck. It's one of them. Did you just say Roll Tide? Like Alabama, you... the Crimson Tide? Like, yes, I did. Sir. Roll fucking Tide. Uh, sir, we only serve LSU fans in this establishment. I will fucking end. No, I know that was a joke, and I know you're joking, Blake Tanner. I will end you. I will end Breaking you over that. Pretty um... bitches. <laughs> Um, oh, my favorite was one time we oh, hired Oh, look at new... me. I'm an LSU fan. I like Louisiana. 
<laughs> oh, my favorite. One time we hired a new person at work, and they were just like, she's from Alabama like you, Scotty. And I'm like, awesome. And then she comes in, and I looked at her, and I was just like, let me ask the important question. Alabama or Auburn? She goes, I go to Auburn. And I went, you're not from Alabama. Fuck off. And then I left. <laughs> That's not how that works. It is. It is Blake Tanner. When you walk in, when like, you walk into the fucking Auburn territory, you no longer in the states of Alabama. You in a fucking rebellious territory, Teletubbies. Rebellious Teletubbies. Auburn is the new Confederacy. <laughs> okay, I know. I know we were you. You were so excited to talk about Alabama football, but I kind of want to explore the concept of rebellious Teletubbies. What? <laughs> and yes, the telly on their tubby is no longer a telly. It is a rebel flag. Oh, no. Okay, so in this, in the rebel Teletubbies, what are their names? Because it's definitely no longer Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Bo. Um, okay. Bert. <laughs> Bert. Daniel. Dip Dip and Skull. Uh, Leland. <laughs> Leland. Leland and Skull. Oh, no, no. Not Skull. Skull. S-K-O-L. And he always got a dip, dip in his mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Okay, who are the first two? <laughs> Because I, I can't remember, remember Leland. It was like, I remember Leland Skull. Bert. Okay. No, Bubba. Bert, Bubba, Leland, and Skull. Oh, God. <laughs> now, uh, of course, in the original Teletubbies, they, they spoke in their own language. Does that carry over to Rebel Teletubbies? Um, yes, and that language is just heavy southern accents i was figuring to say is it kind of like uh boom hour it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like boom hour basically how y'all doing man it's gonna be a fan that day man let me tell you something real tight you joke but do you know how many people around here or like in more nowheresville parts of this state that i go to that are just like in the middle of nowhere and i hear a person talk and they are speaking a different language to them than i am Oh, I Even love though it's that. like these That's sound like favorite. English words, but these are not English words. It's the worst because you'll hear one word thrown in there, so it'll be like, "Hey man, let me, let me, uh, Constitution." You're like, "What the <laughs> fuck? Why is that in this sentence?" Uh, I'm getting... down, let me tell you about. You ever heard of freaking guns, man? <laughs> Second, you're getting man. gas at a gas station. Why are you throwing these words in? I might as well say some emancipation proclamation. What's <laughs> What? That's not even. You clearly speak English. I just know, man. But I just know when I in court with a with a baseball, it's gonna be fantastic. I mean, what? I have relatives that talk like that, so yeah. Oh God, is it... I want them on the show now, but also I don't. Nope. No, um, no. <laughs> oh no, no, you don't. You no. really don't. It's on par with. Um, <laughs> I know we've brought him up on the show before, but my personal favorite person to bring on for my family, who is my uncle Doob. And of course, uncle. <laughs> Good old uncle Doob always talks like he's got a little dip in his mouth. 
little dip. In fact, you know what? All the other Teletubbies speak in that weird thing we came up with. This is what Skull sounds like. Skull just always got him a little dip in his mouth. Okay, um, now, now, going back to Rebel Teletubbies, they have the sun god, you know, the baby sun god. What is the yep. sun in this? It's the 45th president of the United States' no. head. No, Blake! <laughs> uh, I mean, look, it's orange enough already. <laughs> no, big man, I know it. Oh, no, I already have a better thing to use it on. Oh, no. Oh, you're not keeping it positive, Blake. So we're going to have to come back to the sun god. But I want you to know that their little vacuum guy that drives around and vacuums up all their shit, he's almost the exact same except he's been painted a slate black with the number three of the Intimidator, Dale Earnhardt, on the side. Jesus Christ. Don't you disrespect Dale. He going to be coming around for you, big man. This is only because you live next to Talladega. I live right next to fucking Dega. I know all about Dale. Dale is gone. Dale is love. Dale is life. <laughs> okay, so in the Teletubbies, they eat their own special food. Yeah, they got Tubby, tubby custard. custard and Tubby... What's the other tubby. one? Tubby Biscuits? Tubby Buns. Tubby, tubby Buns. Yeah, Tubby Biscuits. The Tubby Buns. Um, if you don't think Tubby Tubby Custard is replaced with Tubby Gravy, you're wrong. <laughs> Tubby gravy. Uh, so does that mean the tubby biscuits are just biscuits? Tubby biscuits. Except it's pronounced with a heavy B. It's B. tubby biscuits. Biscuits. Biscuits and gravy. Now, um, of course, a lovely British woman guided you through all the episodes of Teletubbies. Because as a child, you didn't understand. And I like to think that <laughs> our guiding voice through these is none other than famed comedian Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy. Okay, there you go. <laughs> One day in the Teletubby village, oh, Skull... Can the, can the baby sun face be Larry the Cable Guy? Oh, he's already come up in my mind, big man. Don't you worry. <laughs> Either that or just actual Jesus. <laughs> so, in the end, during the Tubby apocalypse... <laughs> Tubocalypse. <laughs> you have Larry the Jesus guy who comes and redeems all of the rebel tubbies. I'll tell you what. And on the day of reckoning, the Teletubbies ran everywhere. <laughs> As their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, came to the earth to curse the non-believers. The Teletubbies all hopped upon, upon the Intimidator and got on out of there. <laughs> And then he spoke, and the Lord said, Get her done! Get her done. Oh my god. <laughs> if you ever put your tubby gravy on your tubby biscuits, well then you might be a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this episode is going to be so accessible to a certain bit of our audience. No, it's not. They're probably going to get mad. There, no, there's going to be people from the north who are like, what the fuck are these people? What are these fuckers talking about? Meanwhile, people from the south are just like, yep, that's what it is. That's what, yeah. All right. This is um, my experience of living now, in the now, south, so. 
Now, we have... Let me let me recap them. Skull, who is our red one, he's like Poe. Yep. And he speaks like, um, like Doob. Um, we have Leland. Leland. And now, I know we had a different one. I know Bubba was one, but Blake, can we please have Rick and Bubba as the other <laughs> two? Yeah. Rick and Bubba, yeah. Rick and Bubba. We're like uh, shitty this... internet Rick and Bubba without, except not at all. Like, we're, Yeah, we're very different than Rick and Bubba. Don't tune in Rick and Bubba and think you're going to get this. No, no. Tune into Rick and Bubba and be like, where are all the dick jokes and bitches about pandas? Be like, then, tune in, then ask yourself, Wow, why is this really religious now all of a sudden? <laughs> I think that might have yeah, been the worst thing. Out of nowhere, guys. A lot of people talk about the end of the Civil War being the worst thing to happen to the South. At least they say that in the South. I think when Rick and Bubba started going deeply religious was the worst thing that happened to the South. Come on, Scotty, man! This is the second time in, I think, five episodes that we've spent a length of time talking about Rick and Bubba. No, no, no. One was in the BS Rev Up before the live show. <laughs> Otherwise, you are right. Trust me, when I brought them up, I was like, shit, did we discuss them during the episode? No, we didn't. We're good, Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Um, and before pass you ask... Pass the gravy, please. Pass the gravy, please. Oh, man. Um, now... I know you're wondering why Rick is suddenly joining the cast, and that's because who was the one we had beforehand? What was it? He was like Elrod was it or Bert? something. Bert, that was right. Well, Bert, Bert. um, after the first season, uh, started acting like a homosexual <laughs> and oh. carrying around a purse. And unlike the Teletubbies, who were just like, "Oh, it's fine." Not on the rebellious Teletubbies. They fed them to oh, Larry the no. Sun God instantly. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, please tread lightly, but we didn't on that one. <laughs> tread lightly on this subject. No, nope. oh, you're just going feed to, him to the sun. feed it to a giant sun god. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. I went super violent on it so people know I'm joking. Also, I want to point out, yeah, that's... we went from a conversation about Roll Tide to a conversation about feeding a homosexual Teletubby to a sun god. That looks like Larry I'm... the Cable Guy. I, I'm not going to tell you that I predicted something like this happening. <laughs> I predicted exactly. In fact, if you look at my notes, you're like, David Blaine, if you could open David this Blaine. manila envelope. And look at the paper inside. Read what it says to the audience. <laughs> Tell it, Sun God. <laughs> what? What? How did he do that? Why would he do that? I really do not remember enough about the Teletubbies uh, to keep going. But Jesus, I want to. I want to. You really... hit all of the. I hit it. We got I mean, you hit all the points of the Teletubbies. We... Like, everything that you said is just a Teletubbies episode. They just did 40-something of them. <laughs> it's We have the uh, Tubby Biscuits and Gravy. We have uh, the Intimidator, which I don't remember what its original name was, but it's called the Intimidator now. Intimidator. It goes around sucking shit up. We have uh, the Larry the Cable Guy Sun God. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, every episode begins with 
Welcome to the Teletubbies. I'm your host, Jeff Foxworthy. This, which, by the way, I just now realized that the lady in Teletubbies never did. She was never like, welcome to Teletubbies. She was just like, oh, look, some fucked up shit's happening. Let's explore this. <laughs> you might be a rebel tubby if... You might be a rebel tubby. <laughs> no, you just are. You're a if rebel you tubby now. You got your tubby biscuits and gravy caught in the nose of the intimidator. You might be a rebel tubby. <laughs> There's really not a lot to go up on on Teletubbies, though, is there? I was like, nope. Jesus. Now wait, does one of them need TV? Do I know I really like the idea that their tubby is a rebel flag, but I also like the idea that when the tubby is in use, it always plays CMT. It's always. <laughs> Like, all the tubbies are bored, they're sitting around, and then all of a sudden you just hear, My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and welcome to the Broken Skull Challenge. <laughs> oh, please, this. please, please let them, like, that's just their static image, is the rebel flag. But then it pops on, and you just get to see different, like, southern shows. Oh, yeah, well, no, that was straight up a thing. Um, that tubbies would do was it would usually yeah. look like static and then they'd be like now let's like look at some real life examples to help kids like move along in life and learn life lessons from except on this one it cuts on <laughs> zooms in on the rebel flag and then you just hear <laughs> and then sharp dressed man starts playing and then a new episode <laughs> of duck dynasty comes on <laughs> And it's just, the entire show is just a way to bootleg episodes of Duck Dynasty. <laughs> just Duck Dynasty. Oh, man. I'll tell you, the one thing about the, I know this is a weird thing to call back to, but the Broken Skull Challenge is I was at a friend's house the other day. We were sitting in her kitchen just talking, and she was just like, yeah, I've had a really rough day. I just really, I need, I need someone here. And then from the living room, I just hear, my name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I went, hold it one second. I understand you're going through some shit. I just need to make sure. Yes, that is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> I'm going to be there for you. I promise. But just, just hold up a sec. I'll be there for you in just one damn second. Oh. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and you know You know, what? I was about to actually sing the, uh, the regular line in Stone Cold's <laughs> voice, except the regular line is, I'll be there for you when the rain starts to fall. And I think Texas has had enough of that. <laughs> um, I'm very sorry, Texas. I, my best wishes for the Houston area. But you guys, I'll be there for you because the rain has fallen. So much rain. Um, And you know who else will always be there for us, Blake Tanner? Oh, look at that little smile, that little smile, because you realized that our patrons over at patreon.com slash a load of BS will always be there for us. That's right, Blake Tanner. Patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can go to support these good BS boys after we've made jokes about throwing homosexuals into the sun and a casual Friends Houston joke. I don't own the first one. I'll take full brunt for the Houston joke. Exactly. I'm sharing the pain right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can support us over on Patreon. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon is a website where you make a basically a monthly donation to us. And so it could be a dollar, 50 cents. It doesn't matter. Every single bit helps. And we do have some perks for you over there, ladies and gentlemen. Donate a dollar. 
and you will be shouted out every single week on the podcast like the Patreon Saint Deborah Moore, like Megan Bolden, like Scott Moore, like all of the greats. Donate $5, though, ladies and gentlemen, and you will get a weekly motivational video from me or the B uh, just to help you get through the week because we know how tough it is out there for you. We know it needs some motivation to keep you going, and we're here to give you that motivation. But if you want to be an all-star, hey, now. You're an all-star. Get your game up. Go play. Go play. <laughs> uh, donate $30, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. $30 over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. And you will be one of the many to get the BS booty box. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The BS booty box. Every single month, I make a brand new shirt. A brand new shirt. Last month, we had the Rising Sun shirt. This month, we have the Rick and Morty shirt. And we ship it directly to your door no mess no fuss no coconuts no nothing to ship right to you you get a brand new shirt free of charge and you support the bs boys but that's only available over at patreon.com slash a load of bs also the uh, bs rev up i forgot to mention that anybody who donates no matter how much gets <laughs> access to the bs rev up where me and blake basically get you know pumped up for the show we it takes it, it takes a while for this magic to happen between us. And so the BS Rev Up is our little pre-show where you get to see us kind of talk things out and figure out what we're going to do. And that's all over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. So, Blake Tanner. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. I just checked the um what we were about to do, and it's okay. It I got the okay. backing. What? It got the backing. It did? Yeah. Because, I mean, I know you more than anything else want to go back in time and erase what we just did. Yep. Yeah. Let's go back in time before all of the real bad jokes. Actually, adding on to our pitch, um, if this week and next week, instead of supporting us, if you want to give your money to something that's actually going to help somebody... Get, think about some of the relief efforts going on in Houston right now, because they they sorely need it. It's very it's a very rough time out there, and people need as much help as you can give them. Yeah, straight up. Also, donate to Glad. <laughs> We're just both <laughs> like, hey, let's cover our asses right now, guys. But no, yeah. seriously, donate to Houston. Donate to Glad. Donate to a load of purebs dot com. It's fine. Um, it's all right if our it's all right if you put us a little bit lower on the priority list. We understand. We understand. It's okay. But, Scotty, you know what's high on my priority list? Tell me. Tell me. I'm this curious. new television show, because we really need to go back in time and erase a lot of the things that we've did, done over the last year. <laughs> the sins. The sins of the flesh. <laughs> must be and erased. Do you, know, do you know who the best two time-traveling buddies would ever be besides us? Bill and Ted. Oh, I know. Bill and Ted? No. Like the Bill and nope. Ted did the time travel movie. Doc uh, Brown. They did the time travel. Doc Brown and Marty that, McFly. No, no. You know what? They they did some good time traveling, but no. And um, Doctor Who. And not Lady. Scott Bakula either. Did you just say no, not mm-mm. Scott Bakula? Not Scott Bakula, of course. He, you know, from Quantum Leap. Yeah, oh, okay. Scott Bakula and Count Dracula. Oh, hold on, hold on. Do you, do you not know who Scott Bakula is? 
I'm not gonna lie, my only my only knowledge of Scott Bakula is the fact that his last name sounds like Dracula, and I know he's a famous person. Alright. Alright. I'm gonna let this slide. Did I just break we're gonna, your segment? Gonna... You're like, hold on, no, motherfucker, we gotta talk oh. about Scott Bakula for one no, second. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Because I haven't even gotten to the damn reveal yet, because you put me on this tangent, because you don't know about Quantum <laughs> Leap and Scott Bakula. One of the greatest time travel television shows in the last 50 years. But it's okay. Okay. Because we're going to make the newest best time traveling show. Okay. Ever. And it's going to be the adventures of Barack Obama and Joe Biden romancing the multiverse as they try to save us from ourselves. Wait. I'm sorry. Go on. So think. Moments. After the inauguration of the 45th president, this is on a Kickstarter right now, by the way. I'll we'll give you the details, but um, okay. this is this is their pitch. Moments after the inauguration of the 45th president, Barack Obama and wait, his wait, best who friend. That? Who's the 45th president? Yep, he's the son. He's he's the son. <laughs> Barack Obama and his best friend Joe Biden were escorted to a secret lab run by a team of the world's greatest scientists and occasionally Elon Musk. Obama oh. and Biden were asked to take off all their clothes and hold very still in a fetal position until they felt a painful tingling sensation and they were gone. They would awake to find themselves inside of their younger selves, driven to find each other and together change history for the better. Their only guide on this journey is Neil deGrasse Tyson, a brilliant scientist from the present who appears in the form of an augmented reality that only they can see and hear. That line is straight ripped from Quantum Leap, by the way. Yes! Uh, wait, wait, hold on. So they find I, I, I came up with a joke during that, and I need to throw it out. Um, this, you know, this, um, this pitch is throwing a lot of shade on Elon Musk. I guess he could now be called Elon Dust. Continue on. I don't get it. The name of this episode is now Elon Dusk. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, and so, these two bros find themselves leaping throughout their own lifetime, looking okay. for the best in people, striving to right injustice wherever they find it, forever hoping that their next jump in time will take them to a future that's not scary and fucked up. That's, yeah, no, that's... I know very little of Quantum Leap. However, I know that was fucking straight up Quantum Leap. Um, they took a little bit of a little bit of uh, a few liberties. little bit of agency. Blake Tanner, I cannot insult anybody about taking liberties," says the man who created the Rick and Morty <laughs> BS shirt. <laughs> um, so what I'm thinking is, like the guy that pitched this, uh, his video. It's a uh, Adam Reed, Barry and Joe, the animated series. Um, on Kickstarter, you will not be able to fund it by the time this episode goes out because the funding ends on August 31st. Oh no! But it's already funded, so it's okay. So it, it already reached its goal. Um, and it's essentially it's so, Barry and Joe by Adam Reed, mm-hmm. and it is a yep. time travel cartoon featuring 44th president Barack Hussein Obama and his uh, vice president and best friend Joe Biden. Yes. Um and we need to get on this fucking writing staff, Scotty. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, I'm doing it. Okay. So what you're saying, right. so we need to have some episodes is what you're saying. Yeah, we need to think of some episodes. Now, there are some ideas um, posted in the video. The, uh, For example, Barry and Joe chasing after the Challenger space shuttle as it's launching. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> a very patriotic picture of a young uh, Barack Obama sporting a killer fucking afro, carrying a, an American flag in one hand and a big-ass doob in the other. <laughs> okay, okay. I hate to do it, but anytime time travel is brought into play, I'm like, how long till Hitler, though? How you, long well, you it? see, that's the thing, Scotty. If you remember, they can only travel within their own lifetimes. Ah, when was Bar Barack Obama born? Well, let me just see. Also, wait a minute. Do they go to the, the body they were in? Yes, they did go to the body they were in. Oh, please let him have been born, like, right the time Hitler was assassinated. No. <laughs> Obama's not even 60. Obama is 56. When was he born? What can we make him 1961. Do? 61? How old is Biden? So, um, Biden is a good, good bit older. Oh, I got I you, motherfucker. Um, he was born in 1942. Fuck, yes! Season finale! <laughs> so, I'm asking... It's already written in my head. The season finale is <laughs> a child, a two-year-old Biden in a mech suit going to face off against Adolf Hitler. So what is Barack Obama doing for the whole season finale? He's watching. It's and he's what? just like, no, no. Because here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Biden was able to go back and be in his baby form, but since Barack does not have a form to be shipped into, they create a surrogate form for him, which is the mech suit, which contains the baby Joe Biden powering it. <laughs> and so, he's like, ah. so the mech suit is sporting a killer fucking afro. It carries an American flag and it's sparked up a dube in one hand. No, no. It's 100% got the afro and then the dube is hanging out. And then it has like a chest plate like Darth Vader, except instead of all the beep boop buttons, it's got just the American flag lit up in LEDs. And two <laughs> machine guns for hands. All right. There we go. Now, um, here's... That well, hold on. I'm not. I'm not through with this baby Joe Biden murder, murdering Hitler with the assistance of a mech Barack Obama. Well, see, that's the thing though. Like, how far back are you got to go? Because if if it's like 1945, then you could just let Hitler murder himself because that's what he does. This is fucking America, Blake Tanner. We do things ourselves, and we will kill Hitler ourselves. And so. The whole episode, they're just kind of like, Biden, are you there? And Biden is still a fucking baby. And he's just like, I'm in. It's really, it's almost like the boss baby. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, okay. And then good old Barry O is just like, can't do it. I need, I need to be 
with my partner. I don't care what it takes. I don't care what you have to do. And like, it's extremely experimental. <laughs> you got Neil deGrasse Tyson back there. He's like, okay. There's well. an experimental procedure, Barack. It can send you back beyond even your consciousness can imagine. Come with me. Elon. <laughs> and then Get they... the Tesla Mark Three. Get the Tesla Mark Three. And they transfer Barack's consciousness into a robot, send the robot back in time, and then <laughs> baby Joe Biden is in the middle of it powering it. And they drift. It's like a Pacific Rim. They <laughs> drift. I mean, yeah, they're, of course, um, they're already just fucking there. They're together exactly. mentally. They can drift perfectly. Also, so I'm imagining that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to say continuing the um, well, the theme of Pacific Rim, Hitler turns into a kaiju. Continue. <laughs> okay. Let's let's move past Hitler, please, for the love of God. Um, I think that character-wise... Joe Biden needs to kind of be the wisecracking, uh, fun party dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and Barack 100%. Obama. Yeah, Barack exactly. Barack does not but have Barack... the cadence. <laughs> Barack can get down when he needs to, especially <laughs> when it's he goes to it back to his teenage years. He's well, he's smooth talking. He's not like mm-hmm. the goofy. I don't want to call Biden a goofy sidekick because he does have his respect. But I will say that if there was the guy to make the clever sexual one-liners that really get the women going it's barry O, such as the beginning of one episode where they find a um hold on a second i'll come up with you know what you pitch something while i come up with this joke okay well i'm saying um that we need to have an episode where they have to basically hunt red october Holy because shit. we what? need, yeah. What? Oh no! I was just saying, holy shit! What? I was down Whoa. with it. Oh, they're like, all right. You know how the hunt for Red October went down? Because I don't. So all I'm saying is Barry O and Joe Biden get in their own baby submarine, the Tesla tr- Mark IV. They're trying is... the Tesla. They're all named Tesla Mark something. Yep. Oh, and then they have to actually hunt um, this submarine because they know that uh, it's actually carrying nuclear weapons. I thought you and, were, um, I thought this was going to be they have to stop the movie The Hunt for Red October from being made. I don't... <laughs> so what, did they Mr. kill Sean Connery? Mr. Connery, I understand I... you've recently received a a, uh, a script for a movie called The Hunt for Red October. Well, that's right, I have. Rip it up. Burn it. Yeah. Find every copy and burn it. Um, that being Please, said, um, I do like the idea. Burn it. I like the idea that there is a, um, they have a, a an evil time traveler who's traveling time with them. But he's not like he's not he doesn't follow the rules of time like they do, so he can skip around wherever he's always in the same body. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know the full story. All I know is that the last line of the season is that Barry O and Biden walk up to an old dead corpse, and it turns out 
that it's that's it's the guy who's been traveling through time. So he's now dead, and he's dead of old age. He died in the time stream, at which point Barrio takes off his glasses. It just looks down and goes, well, I guess you could say he was biding his time. And then I fives Biden, and then the credits. <laughs> okay, but who would the evil leaper be? Ah. Uh, well, it's gotta be. I'm not saying that there is a very obvious choice for this. No, because he's the main bad guy. There's a picture of a tiny hand on a big Bible, and you know he's the bad guy. No, oh man, it would have been better. I already have our stinger for season two. Layer of dirt, layer of grass, tombstone, baby hand popping out of the ground. (laughs) He's back. Uh, There's one episode that I need to happen, though. Like a down-home... Deep South episode. It's where, um... It's where four Teletubbies... (laughs) It's where they have to... Barack Obama and Joe Biden have to stop the creation of the Rebel Tubbies. (laughs) (laughs) And they do it by taking... You mean roughly around the Alabama... Birmingham, Alabama area. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, I think they've got a... They got to be taking part in like a famous trial that was happening sometime around here. Okay. Um, and uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden are both posing as like some big, big well-to-do lawyers, and everybody, everybody's just shocked at Barack Obama and the fact that he's a lawyer. Okay. You know, he's 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 you know he's a he's bald. Oh. The fact that he's bald. All those bald yeah. lawyers. Uh, so, I just want it for, like, the end of this episode, the person that they've helped, um, or, like, they've made some racist white person kind of, like, see the light, and it's like, you know what, maybe, maybe we aren't so different on the inside, no matter what we look like on the outside. And uh, Brock says, yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day. A person of color can even be president. Well, now let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that he went back in time to a small black child in Chicago. And the small black child is like, like, I want to be president one day. And he's just like, by firstly, anytime they go back in be. time, Biden has to pretend he's the president because no one <laughs> believes it. It's so one day Biden well, just also I would I would have to say that they are traveling back to their bodies at that day and age. So oh. it would basically just be a baby Barry telling everybody that he was gonna be president. Well, now that you've said that you've ruined my pitch, which was that Barack Obama was talking to baby Barack Obama and told baby Barack Obama that anyone could be president, inspiring himself to one day become <laughs> to be president. president. Well, I think we can make this happen in a better way. Um, and you just see, like, the scene. It's a really touching scene at the end because okay. ba- Baby O and um, I guess, like, 20-something-year-old Joe Biden has taken him on an adventure somehow uh-huh. as his babysitter. Um, and Barack, 
like baby Barack looks looks at himself in the mirror. He says, "One day, this baby will be president." Please tell me he speaks. It's a tiny two year old oh, yes, baby, does. and it speaks like Barack Obama. No, yes, no, no. he I've fucking does. I've got the touching season finale, which is, um, okay. So the through the whole show. Since Barack was president, Barack kind of gets this ego about him. He's just like, he loves ba- he loves ba- or Joe. He's just like, this is my best friend, and I love him. But also, he gives him shit sometimes, and he doesn't give uh, him the credit he deserves. Cut to a touching... I would just like to say, this is the same man that honored Joe Biden with a presidential um, award. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I know. But still, okay. Barry got a little cockiness to him. But no, it all make. Here's what it happens. Season finale. Barack's just like, you did good, kid. He always calls him kid, even though he's like 20 years older. And he exits the base for what we think is the last time. Cut to Biden walking over to Elon or whoever the time travel guy is. And just saying, or it's Neil deGrasse, right? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Walks over to Neil deGrasse Tyson and goes, I'm ready. Send me back. Cut to 1971. A presidential rally. And a young black man is in attendance. And he just goes, that's the president. I've always wanted to be president. And of course, everyone around him like, you'll never be president, kid. We never have a black president. They say it like that. To make, it, like, oh. make the racism really gross. At which point, a familiar pant leg walks up behind Tiny Barrio, picks him up and says, my son, not my son. That'd get weird. Uh, my picks boy. him up and goes, And he says, get in, loser. We're going to save America. No, it just goes, listen, my friend, you could be whatever you want to be. Pans around. It's Biden. Biden is the one who inspired Barack to be president in the first place. In other words, Barry would never be president if it wasn't for Biden. It's a touching moment. Season finale. Boom. You've been working on that since I told you that Barack Obama couldn't visit himself, have you? Haven't you? Yeah, I was like, now it's Biden, baby. Biden's gonna um, do I it. I will say, the only problem is that I'm pretty sure this is using quantum leap rules. Okay. And if you knew anything about quantum leap rules, they actually like they leap through time, hoping that each leap will be the next one that brings them home. So theoretically, the ending of the series is them getting back to the present day. Yeah, but that's so they not can't. As fun. They don't just jump back and forth from the lab because it adds it adds a little bit. It adds some higher stakes to that. Yeah, but that's not as fun. That's not as fun, Blake Tanner. Uh, so Blake Tanner, what did you <laughs> learn this week? I learned that I've got another goddamn idea. Oh, you do? Let's go. Yeah. Sorry, we're, All right. we're going long, ladies and gentlemen. This pre-Dragon Con uh, BS is going to go long. This is going to be this is going to be a more fun episode. I'm, okay. I'm going to keep the plot simple. I'm going to keep the idea simple. Um, Barry and Joe they go back into the 80s. It's um, 
you know, the time of hair metal and fucking rock and roll and some good R&B shit. And um, so they have to go back and they have to, like, help some singers do some things. I don't really care about this part because it turns out that they find out that there's somebody else that's kind of working working with them sometimes or working against them and others. And they find out. But well, Neil deGrasse Tyson's like, yeah, but they they they've got a temporal signature. They're a time traveler. They're like you. I, I just can't pinpoint where he's from. It's such advanced technology. So they eventually um help this person who's like just a normal dude from the eighties. He looks like until the end when everything is resolved. Barry and Joe are about to leap, and then they they ask. They kind of come to him and they tell him the truth. They know that he's another time traveler. And um, he looks into the mirror. And it's Scott Bakula's face instead of <laughs> the actor that's been playing him the whole time. And then, and then um, if you turn on the closed captionings, we always have some Easter eggs in the closed captionings. And the closed caption just says, this is who Scott Bakula is, Scotty. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what? All my friends will get it. So, Blake Tanner, this week, I learned who Scott Bakula is. What did you learn? <laughs> I learned two things. Okay. One, stay tuned for next February for the BS Kiss and Tell episode, where we bear it all. B-E-A-R, we fuck a grizzly. We do, we bear it just like Rick. Woo! And two, never get your tubby biscuits and gravy stuck in the Intimidator. <laughs> the Intimidator. Uh, so, Blake Tanner, where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. Um, you can find me at the Darkroom Vidya. I do some videos. And you can also find me on the writing staff of Barry and Joe Save the Future, or whatever the show is called. Barry and Joe, the animated series. And along with, uh, and along with Blake Tanner on that writing staff is me, Scotty Moore. You can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's Queasel Corp. Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. You can also buy the audiobook that just got released after fucking months of me trying to produce this thing correctly. It's finally been released. Uh, and it also has the Queasel Corp podcast, which you can find over at a load of pure BS. Dot com, along with all the uh, other amazing BS Network programs like uh, A Load of BS, which I think you guys have heard of, uh, Fight Boys, the pro wrestling podcast me and Blake do, the Queasel Court podcast, and the brand new Opposite Attractions podcast. Uh, me and my good buddy Jim Murthy, Murphy are getting together and we're creating a brand new theme park. A big, beautiful theme park for you all to visit. And uh, all that's available for you over at a load of purebs.com. Uh, make sure if you're listening on iTunes to rate us, subscribe us, give us some feedback. Um, because it's very important. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Smack the like button. Ring the bell. I don't know. I'm saying shit at this point. It's late. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. You can buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube. And you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes. And we will see you next week.